Okay, we're going to get into this. I, I'm excited about this. I, I, I listened back to his album today when I was working, and I absolutely love this album. So let's, uh, let's get started here. So my guest today is Nate Armbruster. He has been performing stand-up since he could drive. He's worked with people like Mark Norman, Nikki Glaser, TJ Miller, and his new album, Sorry to Bother You, is available for purchase on Apple Music, and you can also stream it in different places, too. I actually listened on YouTube uh, because it was easier for me to do on YouTube. It, it's, it's funny from front to back. I got favorites that I wrote down, and I want to talk to him about it. But he also has a, a newer podcast. It's not, it's not super new. Um, that's called Weekend Update, and I've been listening to that since I booked him. And really, really good podcast because you get a little bit of inside the comedy life along with the uh, weird news. And and uh, I, I I really like what he puts together there. And it's not like super long. He doesn't, you know, some of these folks can go on for three hours. His are normally like a half hour. But uh, yeah, he's doing some really great stuff, and I am stoked to talk to him. It is Nate Armbruster. Nate. Hey. How you thanks. doing? Thanks for that. Good. Thanks for that great intro. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, as, as bad of a mood as I'm in, I really enjoy listening to your album. I listened three times through and. Dude, that's amazing. All, all the way back through again today. And, you know, I took notes and, and just, th th there's some jokes in there that hit me so hard and so good and you know what it what it's like between listening to a album and being there it's it's different yeah. and it and as somebody who watches a lot of comedy listens to comedy and performs comedy it's hard to get in the moment you're kind of analyzing jokes and stuff like that but there was a couple of them that just totally blew me away the um yeah, I appreciate that. That's very kind to you. I don't think I, not even my closest friends who listened to it were that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they were like, yeah, they were like, yeah, we liked it, but uh, you know, <laughs> as yeah. a someone well, who I'm assuming you first time you've listened to my material, I would, uh, you know, as far as first impressions go, that I appreciate it. You yeah, know? yeah, it was it was really good, and I I've been following you on Instagram forever, and you know I see some of the stuff you put up, and I saw some stuff on YouTube, but. The way you put this together, I mean, it's, it's a good package. You know, it, it's, it's, um, it all works together. It all fits with the personality that I think is behind it. And I, I thought it went well. Let me ask you, okay, so that, that album's about, it, it's right around, it's close to an hour. Um, how much time do you have in putting that together? Um, you mean like, uh, material wise? Yeah, stage? material wise. And then I kind of want to talk into the nuts and bolts of putting an album oh, like out too. production of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, that particular set actually is kind of interesting how it all came together. I, I'm like, kind of like an audio guy. It, like I like recording, uh, like I've produced other albums for comics who, you know, uh -huh. didn't know how to mic the room up and things like that. So, um, I've recorded maybe, you know, hundreds of shows of mine just, yeah kind of tinkering with like audio stuff and I could never get a set that I was comfortable with putting out, you know, cause it's either like, Oh, this joke, I did this wrong or it didn't get the response it should have gotten. And maybe there's just a better venue for it. Like maybe I can do it at another club and get a better set recorded. Mm -hmm. So after doing that, uh, a hundred times and then realizing, you know, I'm never going to have like, I guess the perfect show you know you're always going to find something wrong with it there's things on this one that i was like it's it's as close as it's going to be to really good yeah in my opinion where i'm like i could do this for 10 more years and i'll still be doing the same jokes because i'm just like oh it's not ready yet you know yeah. so finally i uh, i reached out to zany's in chicago where i live and it's a great comedy club if you've never been you should definitely go it's probably one of the oldest in the country it, i think it's like they've been open for over 40 years now and it seats like a hundred, just over a hundred people. It's a little tiny place. And it's just, when you walk in, I mean, headshots from the floor to the ceiling of just everyone who's been there and any comic you've heard of has at least been there once. And, um, they let me, they let me do a Sunday night show there. And it was, so that was one take what I put out. Okay. That was one show. So in my head, I was like, well, 
this will be the best opportunity at this like legendary comedy club. And so I have a lot of friends in town too that I can like, so I was able to sell it out and it, um, I did maybe like 55 minutes, I think before editing. Mm. And I cut out a lot. Cause you know, I got distracted a little bit at one point in the show. Like somebody got up and I'd like talk to them for his, and it's just stuff that's just, it wouldn't translate to audio. Right. You know what I mean? So I cut all that stuff out and then maybe a couple jokes that I was just like, meh, I'll just leave this out. And it came out to about 43 minutes, I think, the final album. Uh-huh. And then uh, the production of it was just, Zanies makes it real easy too because they have a lot of it already set up for you. Yeah, they, they've got like the mics and the cameras oh, already yeah. there, right? So you right. you basically get a pretty much a, a first draft that all you have to do is go through and edit and put your tracks together. Yep. Yep. And I did all the editing myself, uh, too. So they, ju- I basically gave them an SD card and they yeah. sent me the audio, you cool. know, and each, each microphone. So we had like four mics in the ceiling for the audience and then my microphone all recorded separately on different tracks. Yeah. And then, you know, you can, you know, say somebody's coughing on under one of them, you can edit, you know, you can right, do like, yeah edits and stuff yes the more tracks the better i've learned that <laughs> i agree yeah i mean my thing uh, especially because that night i don't get to do that a lot like headline like a club like zanies and i mean it's kind of like a few and far between most of the rooms that i headlined are kind of just not shows you would want to record yeah really, yeah you know? so when i was like okay they're gonna give me one night to do this i only get one show oftentimes you can record like five in a weekend um i think the last time i did something where I was like, okay, I'm going to record the whole weekend. I, I was featuring, so I was doing like 25 minutes a night or per show. And we did five shows. So I did different sets each show of all this different material. Um, but that night it was like, okay, I get one chance to do all these jokes. So, you know, I got to do it right. And I got to make sure it's recorded. There can't be one issue with it. Right. So, um, yeah, I was like record everything from every angle, however. And then it's like, just to get it, just to make sure it's at least on tape, you know, that right. was my, my goal that night. Cause yeah. nothing's worse than finding out like the SD card was full uh, when you get off stage and yeah, that also sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now, as far as material goes, you know, that's what, when you think what it takes to put an hour together, you know, or 43 minutes, what, whatever it is, when you take, think what that takes. How much blood, sweat, and tears and time do you think you have in that album? Ooh. I mean, I started, I did my first open mic in 2008 and I was 16 years old. Um, so this first few years, I don't really, I try to not count because I wasn't getting up every night. It was like a every yeah. couple of months thing because I was a kid. But um, ever since then, I mean, there's a couple of jokes, I mean, that are at least like on, that I recorded that are like 10 years old, you know? And mm-hmm. there was some stuff that, once I realized, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and do everything that I think is funny that I've ever thought of. So I was like, I'm just going to do every single joke. And then it's mm-hmm. like, if one bombs, I can just cut it out. But yeah, I mean, I would say a decade's worth of just, you know, doing shows and all that. And, yeah. Uh, most of that is just an accumulation of all of it. Some of that stuff I did that night. Like it was like an idea. I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. And it worked. Um, and then some of those jokes are, I mean, older than I care to admit, <laughs> but you know, you know, you want a, a record of it if it's a joke you like. And I, I, I liked all the jokes that I recorded. So I was like, man, I haven't done this one in maybe five years, but why not, you know, just yeah. do it that night. And then if it works, I'll keep it, you know? So I could tell that you, I could tell that you liked your material, that you were confident and, but it didn't seem like some of that was. Um, something you hadn't said for five years. It seemed, you know, it se- seemed like it was all, you know, current. Good, good. That's a good sign then, I guess. Yeah. It's <laughs> a couple of those jokes, you know, were maybe five, five years, five years ago was the last time I told it. So maybe it's older than five years. And then I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. I, yeah. I started going back and listening to old sets and I was like, Somewhere along the line, a couple of those jokes fell off. I just don't do them on the road or anything. They just, I kind of outgrew them, I guess, but uh-huh. I thought they were still good jokes. So I dusted them off and they, a couple of them went well. And I was like, all right, I'll just leave that on there, you know, because, right. you know, length kind of, 
you you want it to be I'm as an unknown comic, someone who's not exactly like I don't really have like a big audience, uh, especially online. So it's like I, that's where the most people are going to see it and hear it. So in my head, I was like, this is going to be a lot of people's first impression of my stand up. So an hour seems like a lot to ask a stranger to give you, you know, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like a, a Netflix special from, you know, let's say Tom Papa, for example, people are looking forward to that whole hour. They're going to watch the whole thing. Right. But yeah. Some guy who puts out an album, you know, just Nate Armbruster, they're like, who's this, you know? And, and if they like it, it's great. Hopefully they follow me and, you know, watch for other stuff that I put out. But I feel like 40, 45 minutes is like that sweet spot. I yeah. Think, yeah. You know? And, and, it, 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 you know, it was, it was perfect for me. And it, it, um, like I said, it just seemed cohesive and, and I gotta say, you know, one of my favorite jokes I've heard in a long time was the paper or plastic one. Hey, thanks man. How, now, how old's that one? Oh, that's old. Is it? That's old. Probably, uh. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that was one that that was probably one of my first like jokes that I was like, oh, this is gonna, I'm closing on this thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that was probably the first joke I wrote that I was like, this is this works, you know, that uh-huh. I was actually excited to tell. And then it's like, you know, that would be the then it would become the one where like, okay, I'm doing this. Once you start headlining a little bit, and you gotta do more time, you kind of fill the the rest of the time with the. Uh, at least my strategy would be like, okay, I'm doing everything that I'm doing right now uh-huh. like, that I'm road doing. And then it's like, I need more time. I'll go back into the files. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of those jokes, but I just, I like that joke. I, I always got a kick out of it. And yeah. So I was like, I got to have that on there. And it's also like, you know, it's good. It's uh, it's, it's very punchy for me. Yeah. And that's, you know? it's like the perfect joke. And there are so many paper plastic jokes out there, but, Yours is personal because, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. mostly talking about you really until oh, yeah. the, until the main punch and it's a minute 35 and, you know, I think I laughed probably six times and, you know, laughed out loud in six times during that joke. And, <laughs> you know, that's, that's really, really good. Thanks, man. Yeah. I take that as a high compliment. Yeah. I appreciate it. Now thinking about that particular joke, did you did you write it pretty much the way it is the first time or how long did it take you to get it to where, where it was on the album? That's funny. It's pretty close to uh, like when I first told it, except I kept adding to it. So Mm -hmm. that joke was maybe one setup, one punchline, you know, when I first start. And then I, as I did it, I would just start like, I would like maybe add something to it. You know, once you get a little more comfortable on stage, you can kind of like, Oh, I had this other idea or sometimes off the cuff, you just slip another punchline out that you don't even realize it. You just say it uh-huh. and it gets a big, bigger laugh. And then you keep building on it. And then, um, there was another line that actually another comic I was opening for was like, Oh, I like that joke. You should uh, say this instead of that or whatever. And, I kept that and because I did it that night, I remember it and I got like an applause, which wasn't something I was like, I was like, oh, wow, this is like super funny, you know, and it's also <laughs> the funniest part of the bit. I didn't even think of this guy just was like, we're at the bar after the show and he's like, oh, you ever think about saying this? And so I kept that. And then, uh, yeah, I'd say over the course of a few years, it just kind of turned into the what I recorded, you know? Yeah. And the delivery of the last part of that was what really got me because you didn't, you didn't go into the guy's voice too much. Oh yeah. You're, you're almost pragmatic about it. It was just, it was just, it was just like, okay, yeah, he said this and, and you didn't make a big deal about it, but it was, it was almost one of those throwaway lines that is funnier than the punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that, that's what I loved about it. And I, awesome. yeah, yeah, it just, uh, it, 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 I, every time I listen to it, I laugh. I love it. Hmm. And second Thanks. bachelor party, the, the, oh, the way you no. approach that. I, that's my, you know, it's, uh, and, and I've been, I've done it a couple of times, like last weekend I was doing some shows and I, I did it and I like, kind of like riffed a new line and I was like, shoot, could have had that on the album, but. The way the that joke is 
maybe less than a year old, you know, Uh because that actually happened. I actually went to a second bachelor party last summer or a summer ago or whatever. And it was just funny because we were just joking about it. We're just joking around about it. And all these guys who aren't even comedians they are just friends of mine. And it made me laugh. And so I tried (laughs) it one night and I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this, that one I really like. Yeah, that's that's a definite keeper because I've never I've never heard a joke about a second bachelor party. <laughs> and 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 the the approach is just great. I loved it. Yeah, and, it's a unique experience, you know. That's just to me that was just that's a huge sign of growing up, you know, being yeah. a and, I mean for what for what it's worth your listeners and viewers, I'm 30, so like I'm the, a lot of my materials just at least right now is just about some of these eye-opening moments I'm having uh-huh. about like just about life in general. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of those things where it's like, man, I was at your first one, you know? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I'm, I'm doing another episode after yours and I think I'm going to, when we do, is this anything? I think I'm going to give you both jokes because, because I've got one about okay. getting older and I, I want to see what you think about it. Cause okay. that one's brand new. The one I'm bringing that I was going to bring is one that I've done a few times and just sucked and I rewrote it. I want to see if it's any better, but right. yeah, yeah, I, that's why I'm thinking. Um, but I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I listen to Sirius, Sirius XM a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. because I drive a lot and, and I hear a lot of comedians on there on various channels. Cause I flipped through like raw dog, JFL, um, the one that, um, USA, yeah, uh, yeah. popular, um, yeah, all those, all those channels, but I run through all of them and I hear comedians that I hear bits that are not as funny as the two I talked about on the record, um, on your album. So how do you, do you, do you even know how to, pr- uh, go to Sirius XM and say, Hey, I've got this album. Do you want to check it out? Yeah. It's funny. I was just on the phone yesterday with somebody who's going to help me submit. Basically the, the easiest way to even submit your stuff is to be affiliated with a record label. And there's a lot of com- comedy record labels. You, you have a, you're a few choices that are, especially like people at my level that will work with you and they have a relationship with Sirius. So when they send, when they put something out, they can send it along and hopefully your stuff gets on the air. Cause it's also like a great revenue stream for comedians, right. um, which make a huge difference in like my life. You know, I could, I could definitely use the extra income. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. So I, I actually self released this, uh, all on my own. I just put it out. I'm, I'm just, just on my own. And then, uh, I was talking to a friend about submitting it as an independent, you know, just do my own thing. And I just heard lately, cause there's like a lot going on with, um, I guess licensing rights. There's this whole thing. You can, you can look it up, but it's about, it's between comedians and Spotify pretty much who have, who want basically more money yeah. per play. And it kind of like ruined every, <laughs> no, I didn't want to say ruined everything, but it definitely like changed their process for submissions. So, uh, from what I understand, it's harder to get your stuff listened to as an independent because they don't know, like if you're affiliated with a label who, um, basically isn't part of all of that conversation, uh, they'll, you, you at least have a good chance of getting listened to. Hopefully it gets on the air though, but uh-huh. that's my, that's definitely a huge part of why I put this out is because I would love for it to be on serious, you know, kind of expose you to a, a new audience. And it's like, you know, it's a little feather in the cap as a comic, you yeah. know, because if if you're not a comedian who's on Netflix and no one's really asking, like no one, no one's hurting for a new like a special for me. You know what I mean? Like no one's really like asking for it. Yeah. So you got to kind of you got to do it all yourself. So you got to put it out and, you know, hopefully people like it and then you can submit it through Sirius as opposed to like someone who's just got a, an opportunity to produce a Netflix special, you know? Right. And that's got to be hard to make that decision because if you go with a record company, you're more likely to get on, but then they own so much of your stuff that yeah, it, you know, you don't get paid as much. And then if yeah. you, 
if for some reason you do blow up and you end up on Netflix, then right, then you're still paying the record company for that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a gamble. Uh, a, a lot of labels now, because this stuff has gotten, um, I, I guess, easier to produce. You know, it's not like we're like I did this with a Zoom recorder and uh, you know five microphones. So it's. I mean, it's pretty easy to get something done, yeah. like get something made at this level. But um, yeah, the label, I think now, because I even for a while wanted to start my own label, but it's a lot of work and it's, you know, getting the right comedians and people to, I don't know, it's a whole, it's a full-time job, really. Right. So I, I never really did it. So I started helping other comics just make their own stuff. And then uh, I think a lot of labels now, newer labels are comic friendly and they understand some of them are even run by comedians. So they understand what it's like to be a comedian who's like, I don't know, sign this paperwork and then will I ever get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's, a th- you know, cause it's very, cause this is like, you know, it's a long, it took me a long time to even get these jo- or to get comfortable enough to record these yeah. jokes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, so it's very important to me as it is, uh, other comedians, their, their jokes and their work and trying to at least maximize the potential earning. Cause then it comes down to like, sure. If I could get this on myself and i make 100 percent of the the money let's say it plays all the time and mm-hmm. i'm making like good money but maybe it'll play for a, a week you know what i mean yeah. and then you got 12 labels that you're competing with and they have five new releases they're gonna prioritize theirs over yours so i mean does it have longevity if you're not with a label too so that's also something you want to consider i think um but who knows yeah. you know because i i know people who have done both and have been very successful at it and there's also, I, I know people who submit their stuff and who are very funny and I think they're great. And I've listened to their stuff and I'm like, this sounds great. It's a great, it's the, the sound quality is great. The jokes are good. And then Sirius said no to all of it. They didn't even yeah. take one track. So it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of comedians nowadays. So. Yeah. I there's wonder, only so much air. T- yeah. I wonder if we did a social media petitioning campaign and just blasted the fuck out of them. If, 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 you know, uh, I do, do they take call-ins? Can you request, this? you know, um, I, I know one show that has a friend of mine on it that, um, he's on there. I think once a month that I could call in and, uh, um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Fugel song, Fugel sang. Which station is it? At? Uh, do you know? I can look it up. I later. think it, it's it's one of the talk stations. It okay. may be a political one. I don't. I don't. Oh, I see. So yeah. it's not on the comedy station. Yeah, okay. I, and it may be comedy. I I don't remember. But okay. um, my friend John Poveromo's on it with him uh, at least once a month. I think. And okay. and I know they air late night, but uh, yeah, I, I I would definitely call in because you've got some tracks here that, like I said, are better than a lot of the things I've heard. Well, if I ever get the chance to talk to someone, I'll be like Scott Curtis. You got to play this behind the bench, you know, that podcast that nobody knows about. (laughs) I mean, you got a lot of followers. I mean, either, either you're good. I mean, I would assume this, I was excited that you asked me to do this. I was like, wow, this guy, and you get, you've had a lot of great guests. I was looking at your episodes. I was like, man, all right. Yeah. Thinks I'm funny enough to talk to you for an hour. So I'll take it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely, some, some people I badger, um, and, uh, you gotta be like that though. Yeah. Yeah. And some people just come on. And, uh, the, the thing is, is I always have a reason I want to talk to somebody, so I'm not going to reach out. I, I probably wouldn't have reached out to you if you didn't release an album, uh, just because something has to catch my attention. And then I write Mm -hmm. your name down and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get in contact with this person. And that, like I said at the beginning, 10 people, I was, I, I thought, okay, let's, cause I've been, I've been getting shot down so often lately yeah. that, um, that I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do 10 in a two day period and see what happens. And well, you know, what's funny is I saw, I, because I think when I got your message, I, I didn't know, or at least at the time we weren't friends on Facebook or something like that. And so your messages went to my spam folder on yeah facebook uh-huh. and so wait, i'm just hitting this, spam everywhere so i mean i wouldn't always take it personal because i also noticed you'd asked me a uh, years ago maybe 
three years ago or something. Yeah. When I first started. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even see it. And I'm like, wow, God probably thinks I'm a huge jerk, you know? Like I'm like big time in your podcast and really I just didn't know. It's not like I didn't have all the free time in the world in 2020 yeah. to uh yeah, you know, be on any podcast, but and I'm actually really thick skinned about it most of the time. Sure. It's just, it's just, just lately. Be, you know? it's, it's just like it's just been just a fucking slog. It's just <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to add. So I mean, not to jump ahead, but you mentioned my podcast. I uh, if you want me to wait and talk about this until no. later, I don't know. I don't want to throw you off. Yeah, but, jump it in. Uh, the podcast I do now is just me ram, mm. kind of rambling for, you know, 25-ish minutes uh, every week. And uh, sometimes I'll have a friend on the show, like a, another comic or something, who might have a funny take on some sort of current event situ- or news story or something. And um, before that, I did a podcast just called One Crazy Story where I would have comics on and they would tell me, a crazy story, something you would tell at a party, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and that was so much fun because people would tell me, uh, and the other cool thing is I didn't have to have comedians on, you know, I had personal friends just from like high school who had a good story right? and they would, they would agree to do it, you know? And then, um, that was so much fun. And I kind of getting back to like what it's like asking people to do your podcast. It's hard when you run, I ran out of like favors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, Nate, I already told you a story and I don't want to do it again. Or like, um, you know, just it got to the point where I felt like I was bothering people, which I guess kind of ties into the album name is like, yeah, (laughs) that's kind of how I feel about just like, hey, you know, can you do my it's fun. I promise it's fun. And I actually had like enough listeners to uh, look forward to doing it every week where I'm like, wow, people are enough. People are listening to this. I wasn't like, you know. I wasn't making money off of it or anything, but I had more listeners than I did people at live shows. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This seems worth my time. And I liked it. I like funny stories and the whole uh, production of aspect of things are fun. So right, like, that's, right. that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing now is because I don't want to rely on, you know, a guest, you know, cancel the day before or something. And then it's like, great. Now I'm, you know, behind or and yeah. it's just, it's also just a bummer when that happens. You're like, man, then you're yeah. not motivated. I don't know. It's just a snowball effect with me. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do this by myself and then have the option to have a guest is just, it works more for my, right. Just how I, I guess how I, my brain works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really like the way you do it. And the funny thing is, is, uh, this was, I think towards the end of the pandemic. So I was trying to do social media stuff and, and I'm 58. So it's not, it doesn't come as easy to me. So I did a TikTok channel that was like weird news. And oh, my, okay. my problem was I couldn't find enough weird news. <laughs> well, I'm noticing that this is a, um, cause f- when I first started, it's kind of an evolving thing, right? Cause it's like, I, I got enough. It's like the same thing where it's like, I have enough listeners. I, I don't feel crazy doing this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's enough that I know somebody is looking forward to it. Yeah. So it gives me enough motivation to make the thing. <laughs> I also enjoy it, but I also wanted to get better at just being solo on the mic. That's just like a skill set that I yeah. envy of other comedians and radio people, podcasters, whatever it is. And um, it started as like, okay, I'm going to talk about like current events, like what happened this week. And then you realize most of the world sucks. So it's like, this is just depressing now. I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's hard to make jokes about like uh, some of the stuff that happens. And it's some of it's like obvious, like, how is it? Why isn't he talking about this? This mm-hmm. big story, you know, the Ukraine war. It's like, I don't have anything. No, no one wants to hear what I think about that. So I was like, how do I do this without with being a little more f- fun and like having more fun with it and talking about, I would rather talk about, you know, the guy who, uh, you know, whatever it was the like, can't remember what I had on the last episode, but just like stupid news story shit yeah. that happens that you're like, wow, you know, <laughs> like, and it's in, it's just lighthearted and fun. I would rather yeah. talk about stuff like that than, you know, whatever, uh, political situation is going on or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's, so I, I kind of started doing the weird news stuff and I know there's other podcasts that do it. Um, but I don't know. They, they have, they usually have guests on and there's, co-hosts and stuff so i like that i'm trying to do it differently 
And I think my sources are a little different. Uh-huh. I, I also don't, I also don't want to be the guy doing the same story every week. Right. Right. Every, yeah. Cause then I start to look like a hack and I don't want to be that guy, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, I usually open up the show uh, for 10 minutes and I talk about what happened to like what I did this weekend. Yeah. And usually try to find like something funny to talk about there, you know, like some personal story. And then, uh, after that, I guess monologue, portion i i talk about some random silly news story that yeah happened. and i i really like the story about the um the baseball fundraiser oh yeah the, yeah that the, the chips yeah yeah dude i i wish i had filmed that set you know talk getting back to recording every like in that in the day and age of youtube clips and instagram reels and tiktok without burning material because now i'm working on a bunch of new stuff uh and I don't want to post it yet because like it's not I would say it's not like finished or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not at a place where I want to put it out yet. And I have all this other backlog stuff from the album because I also filmed it. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting on all this stuff that I'm, I have like a, a plan for releasing it. And um, that show I did, you know, it's like in a little banquet hall uh, comedy club that's in my home state of Michigan. And it's like one of the first comedy clubs that ever booked me mm-hmm. and they do a lot of fundraiser shows. And I was like, should I film this? I brought my camera. And then, you know, you're looking at the crowd and it was a good turnout. It was a, a fundraiser for a local baseball team, which these shows are always, I, I find that they're always usually pretty fun, but sometimes they can be weird. Cause it's like all the kids, parents and yeah. you know, if usually you bring people, you, everybody in the room knows each other. So if you embarrass one person and you embarrass the wrong person, it can throw off the whole mood of the room. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So you don't know the dynamics there. So like sometimes they can be a little rough, but oftentimes they're really fun and um, they do like uh, raffles. So they have like, um, you know, prizes along the back table and uh, it's a silent auction. You put your tickets in and hopefully you get picked. And there was a lot of cool stuff like Detroit Tigers tickets or whatever the, you know, whatever it is. And like cool stuff that you would actually want. And then I noticed, and I didn't even think about it. I just, in in the back of my head, I was looking at the prizes while the opener was on stage. And I'm looking at the table and I noticed a, just a laundry basket full of like snacks. It looks like stuff that you would just get out of your pantry, like a bag of potato chips and, <laughs> you know, Slim Jims and stuff like that. And I was like, man, what an odd thing to like raffle off, you yeah. know? And I I was doing the show and like halfway through my set and it's going well, like everybody's having fun. We're, we're like really moving. And then like something, I said something, I did a joke and it just kind of fell flat. And also I decided to not record this because I was looking at the crowd like, ah, this probably isn't going to be anything crazy. I'm just going to, I'm working on this new stuff. And, you know, I just knew what I was going to do. So Mm -hmm. I was like, eh, I don't need to film this. And then a joke kind of bombed and I made a, a comment about, you know, how they didn't lie. I commented on them not liking it. I was like, man, you know, I really lost you with this one. And I realized like half the room is like, you know, probably the per the parent of the kid begged them to come to the show. Like, yeah, you sold him, sold me a raffle ticket. I'm just trying to support my nephew's team or whatever. Like that's the (laughs) kind of energy I was getting. Yeah. And I, I called that out and I got a big laugh and I was like, Oh man, I must be onto something here. And I said, some of these people are probably just here to see if they'll win this laundry basket full of potato chips. I just said that. Something along the lines of that, and it like erupted. Uh-huh. Like, it was the funniest thing. I couldn't even follow it. Uh-huh. And then it was like, yeah. And then it just turned into this whole riff on like, who the hell would even like? It's literally like somebody forgot they were supposed to supply a, uh, you know, uh, an item for the auction, and they just stopped it. They had a basket in their car, and they just stopped at a Seven Eleven on the way to the show, and. It was the funniest thing I said all night. And it, it I'm like, this would this is why you gotta film every set, yeah. you know. Cause then after the fact, I was like, man, that would have been so funny. It was just a genuine funny thing that happened in the moment that and it would translate to somebody who wasn't in the room. It wasn't something that you had to be there. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that was that story that I so that's the kind of stuff I try to talk about on the opening of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll never believe the shit that happened to me this week. So you know, and sometimes what- I have a boring ass life though. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about that story is one of the things that got me thinking is when did you, when did you feel comfortable enough that you could be in the moment to do something like that? Because I know that 
that's a process because you're so uh-huh. focused on your set and your material and stuff like that. You, you don't even know what's going on around you when you start. What, what, what was it that made you so that you could be in the moment like that? Man, I don't really know if there's a specific moment that I learned. I think it just comes with doing anything enough. Like, you know, they say 10,000 hours or anything, mm-hmm. you know, things. It's like podcasting, even that, like, how are you comfortable even talking on the microphone and stuff like that? So I think once you just keep, once you do it a certain amount of times, you eventually get comfortable with yourself in whatever way that is. You know, there's like, there are people who don't like to do that. And I don't always enjoy talking to the crowd, but uh, they, you can just kind of feel that they were like open to it and they were fun and like they would have, you know what I mean? They would Uh go along with it. I think that just comes with doing it for as much as you can until one day it's like, oh, I can't believe that worked. Like it'll work enough where you have the confidence to do it. Yeah. And you'll feel comfortable. And I think at some point I just got to like, well, I mean, I don't really care where this baseball fundraiser, nobody's going to remember this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not on the tonight show. It doesn't like, if it sucks, it sucks. I, I mean, I want it, I want it to go well, but the, you know, you just got to be comfortable with it potentially not going well mm-hmm. because it's not always going to go well, you know, yeah. and the minute, the, mo- the moment you can like be okay with that, I think you're more comfortable. Like you can relax a little bit. Right. And I think it helps I think it helps even the jokes, like the jokes that you plan to tell, like mm-hmm. your material. I think it also comes through there where like if, if the crowd knows you're, if they trust you, which has a lot to do with like the confidence of like, no, I know these jokes are, will work. I'm going to try this new thing, but if it doesn't go well, then okay, I'll go, I'll go back to this other stuff that works. I'll get them back and then. Right. I'll try another new thing. Like it's, it's a balance, I think. Yeah. But it took me a while to get comfortable because I, in general, I'm not. And that's another thing that doing the podcast has helped with is like just talking in your room alone mm-hmm. and getting comfortable and doing, if you can do so in a way that keeps one, even one person hooked. And, you know, to me, that's a great skill to have. And it translates to, to the stage. Yeah. Cause then I can take an idea and just kind of roll with it. And, um, that's kind of what happened that night where I was just right. like, you know, well, you didn't like my joke. Well, I'm going to make fun of whoever just <laughs> thought it would be appropriate or like at all exciting to share, you know, the worst possible. And people put their tickets in there, which yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> you don't want the Tigers tickets. I would just put all the tickets. I don't know, like something fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a baseball team fundraiser. So yeah. you got like the Tigers to donate some tickets or something for next season and I was like, wow, you didn't even want that. You're clearly baseball fans. You know, I, that'd be like the hot prize, I would think. But yeah. Sure enough, somebody did. And uh, <laughs> they came up to me after the guy that won and he's like showing it off and stuff. It's who's it's silly. But, you know, those are the moments. Those are my favorite parts of those shows because usually something comes from it. You know, maybe a, sometimes that a moment will happen with the crowd where you can add it to the joke. Right. You know that was just kind of like a thing that happened. But sometimes you can be like, well, somebody else, how somebody responds to a joke, you could have a conversation on stage with somebody and then that becomes part of the bit mm. later on, you know? It's funny. I'm doing another podcast. It's just me solo talking about podcasting mm-hmm. and it's so much different than this. And right now I don't like it uh, yeah. be- because I have to fill that space. And, and, and it's a serious it's not even me doing jokes. It's a serious podcast. And I am, I'm really struggling with it because when I'm talking to somebody, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But when I have to fill that space myself, I, I haven't done an episode longer than 15 minutes. Me talking hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I really like Bill, Bill Burr's like a prime example of someone who can just, you know, ramble for an hour, but the whole time you're like, interested in what he's talking about. Yeah. He, he could be talking about, you know, walking just his walk down the street, yeah. you know, like I went for a walk and this happened and it might not be anything interesting when you really think about it. Yeah. Like, why is this interesting? But you, he, him telling that story is just so he has a way of talking that keeps you interested, uh-huh. you know? And yeah. I was like, that is un- like, if I can do that, that's just something I like kind of want to be able to do. And yeah. then, you know, you think about it, you, if you do stand up, you know, the whole goal is to be able to do an hour on stage, right? Like, yeah. and that's like prepped, planned material that you work on. But 
if you can open up the mic and and have it be good, that's the other thing is like any a lot of people do solo podcasts, but that's why mine's short is because I don't want to like drag it out for an hour. That would be awful. Yeah, you know, I would rather have like a really good, interesting twenty minute podcast of just me talking about my weekend than you know some sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think it's just you know asking someone to listen to me for more than whatever, 25 minutes, I think is a lot, especially mm-hmm. if you don't know who I am, you know? Yeah. Cause that, that all, it's kind of like the album where like, it's going to be your first impression of me as a performer, as a comedian, and you want it to be good. Right. So, you know, it's short and tight. And the other thing about it is, and I, I do a lot of editing too. So like I'll record, I'll have like, I'll tell that story about that show I did with the fundraiser and I'll, and maybe that maybe that's like six minutes and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I'm out of stuff. So I pause it, I cut it, uh-huh. and then I pick up and you know go to the next thought. So there's no rambling or I try to at least keep it focused on yeah. the subject. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I don't want to be like, all right, so what else is going on? I don't want to do all that. Right. You know, I just yeah. cut it right there. I take out the ums, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give people a chance to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stay with me. This is going to sound like one big, long planned show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, no one seems to notice. So, and I also, I think that's just part of podcasting. I don't like uh, my least favorite podcasts are because I'm also like a fan of, like, I listen to a ton uh-huh. and uh, types of podcasts too, not even just comedians, but uh, the ones that you can tell they put no thought into what the listening experience is going to be mm-hmm. like. Is, so that's why I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to, really try and make this at least interesting to somebody right <laughs> yeah you do if you listen to a lot of podcasts and i do too you you get to be a little bit of a snob and and yeah. and the ones that you know the the audio is terrible or you you can just tell that there's yeah. you know five minutes of rambling before you get to the meat and right. yeah it's it, you, you you can really tell the ones that are putting the effort into it and the ones that aren't yep as far as, so you've been doing this a long time. What would you say is the best and worst advice you've got coming up? Hmm. You know, I'm trying to think of any uh, bad advice because, I mean, good advice would just be, and this, I don't know if this is just redundant if what other comics tell you, but uh, the the way, the only way you're really going to learn how to do it is to, to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, these days it's pretty easy to get up somewhere, whether it's like a, you know, your local, so many places have open mics, you know, most towns have them now. Cause, uh, but I would say just, just try it. You know, if you ever want to try it, just give it a shot, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll go awful, but at least, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but just keep going is kind of, cause yeah, you know, the amount of times I thought, you know, man, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing, maybe I should go, do something else. Maybe we should find like a different career path or something, but you know, I just love doing it. Anyone who loves doing comedy isn't really going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so many people I've had this conversation with where like, you know, I'm still young. I can like make some money. I maybe get like a little 401k going. I got time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, but I'm like, no, I shouldn't, I should keep doing this. Something keeps like, keeps me going. Uh, and I don't know what it is, but, I often think about every moment I was like, oh, maybe this is, maybe I just shouldn't do this anymore. It's kind of like, you know, driving how far for how little money, like mm. just the stupid I take. And I think like, man, if every time I thought about quitting, I quit, I never would have gotten that next opportunity that kept me going. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I put out this album. Had I, had I quit, you know, every other, I, I never would have been able to do this. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it's kind of like just having a goal really. Yeah. But yeah, just keep going. You know, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you really want to quit, you should quit. But I mean, (laughs) but I don't know. I just, to keep trying it, something good's going to happen. Whether it's, you think of a new joke, a funny joke, uh, just to keep getting on stage, you know, that's like the best and truest advice, you know, to give somebody. Yeah. Um, and then the worst, I don't really, nothing sticks out. Um, I mean, I've seen people just make yeah. more decisions and they, I, they didn't yeah. know they were giving me advice. Mm. <laughs> if anything, it was just like watching other people 
make bad decisions is like, okay, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. You know, whether it's how you conduct yourself at the comedy club, how you talk to the waitstaff, how much you tip the waitstaff, yeah. how you, you know what I mean? Things like that. How you act with the crowd after, are you, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like just, and what, what to do on just how to talk to other comedians and just be at least, you know, pleasant to work with, you know? Yeah. But like stuff like that, I, I always found valuable, you know, yeah. watching somebody just either not tip or like the wait staff and then, you know, you know, it gets back to the booker at some point. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Just how to conduct yourself. But I think that kind of advice applies in any career path, really. Like, just don't be a dick, you know? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. No specific bad advice sticks out. Yeah. You know, it's funny you talk about tipping and stuff like that. We just, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama now, and we just lost an open mic. And it was mostly because it was, it was all comedians there. You know, usually there, there, there might be one or two tables of people who aren't comedians and they get a water and yeah. they, they wouldn't tip. And, <laughs> and, and I understand because if, if I was to do five a week and I drink two beers, um, every night and I tip even, and I, I always tip like 50% on a beer. So if I tip only 20%, then all of a sudden in a month, that's a car payment. And, uh, and so, totally. so I understand where the comics are coming from, but the guy who, who runs some of the mics here said, you know, get your water and give the bartender a dollar. You know, and, and just, just so they know that you're there and you appreciate the fact that they're running a mic there. And And the fact that they're showing up, because like, you can't have the open mic without the venue. Right. So like, you know, as much as it might be hard to like, you know, part with that money, especially if you're like a struggling comedian, you know, I mean, it's hard, you know, coming up. I don't even carry cash. I had to, uh, the club I was at last weekend, the bartender, and it's like a club. I mean, I've been going there for years. So like, Mm -hmm. they know, like, when you walk in, they they actually knew my name. They're like, "Hey, Nate, how's it going?" Mm-hmm. Like it's that kind of place. You know? And I didn't have cash, and I was like, "Shit," you know, like yeah. I don't want to. No, I just made him. I was like, "What's your Venmo?" You know, like I was, <laughs> I because I was like, "I'm tipping you," because I know, you know, I I value their, you know, the showing up. You yeah. Know? So that's good. Yeah. You need the bartender. You need the comedy club or the bar. You know what I mean? To have. They're the reason you even get to put on a show. Yeah, so, exactly. At least at my, le- at my level, no one's showing up for. Yeah, I'm yeah. not exactly selling tickets. Yeah, and I think but, I think especially in open mic land, you get a little complacent yeah. and you think, oh, this is always going to be here, so you know, I'm just going to get my water and 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 go on. Yeah. But you know, they they notice the bartender is there. It's a Wednesday night, and they need to get paid. And, and so, you know, I gotta be worth their Yeah. So I think they, they stopped the open mic and they're doing bingo or something like that. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. I, I, it's so funny how like there's clubs now doing, they'll do other stuff on their off nights. Cause you know, especially if you're a full-time comedy club, you're only open maybe uh Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah. You're busy. You're, that's when you're doing shows, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most places, but they have like three or four days off during the week. They want to use the venue. They have the spe- the space, the whole full bar. It's like, why not try another event? Maybe yeah. they'll bring in like, you know, a TikTok comedian or something. Yeah. Like, and they'll, they'll put them up on a Monday, right? Mm-hmm. They'll sell the place out and they make tons of money off the bar. So it's great for business. You yeah. know, as long as it's not, as long as it's not ruining the Thursday, you know, the normal stand-up stuff, but do whatever gimmicky stuff you want to do on the off nights. Yeah. But let's say it's bingo. There's a club uh, near where I'm from. Uh, they're, a rel- they're a new club. They've only been open a few years. And then they also got through the pandemic and all this stuff. So like like any business, they're like anything we can get these pe- you know this place sold out. Mm-hmm. And the comedy, it's slowly building, right? It's getting better and better every time I go back. And so they're really building something. And they're smart. They know it's going to be a long game. So they've expected. They kind of like planned for, you know, potential loss, likely loss. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know their numbers, but. You can tell it's growing. The business is growing, but they would do like drag queen bingo uh-huh. on like Sunday or a drag brunch or something. And it sold out. I'm not kidding. In like a half hour. Oh, online. I bet. Yeah. And I'm like, what? 
you know what I mean? But the thing is, you know, it's 400 seats or whatever, whatever the capacity is. They sell a ticket for each seat. They're making money off the bar. They bring in food, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, Hey, whatever keeps the the lights on, just don't do that on a Friday night. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let, let, let comedian don't become a, a brunch spot. You know, I want, I want to keep a, a comedy club, but Hey, if you got to do that on the off nights, be my guest. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's interesting though. Cause they're like, it's, it's also like, you know, like Nate, yeah, how's the how's the show looking this weekend? Ah, not not too many, you know, maybe it's half full or something. You're like, all right, you know, we'll we'll make it work, you know, we'll we'll do the show, we'll have fun. Uh-huh. And then it's like, wow, drag drag queen brunch just sold out in 30 minutes. And you're like, man, because <laughs> you know all those people know about the comedy club. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. They know how to get there for brunch. I'm like, why don't you come out for the comedy? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, weird business, a weird dynamic. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's funny what's popular now and what you know what may be popular in a yeah. year from now. So this has been fun, but I want to get I want to get to the is this anything because I'm uh, I, I've got a I've got at least one I'm going to do. I, I may only okay. do one. I may save the other one for Ben, oh, yeah. the other guy I'm talking to. But this is where we each bring a joke or a premise to the table that we're working on we think might be something it it bombed before we want to we want to make it good and we just give each give each other notes um so since you're the guest you get to choose if i go first or if you go first okay um i'll let you go first let's see okay let me find it so this is uh just to set this one up i do a lot of uh boomer style stuff because i'm at the tail end of the boomer era and um this is one i've done a couple times and i think the premise is solid but i've never been able to make it funny so this one i rewrote this morning and um i'm just going to do it the way i wrote it so i'm totally paranoid about my phone battery going dead and i don't know why i went over 30 years without one and i don't remember wishing i'd be able to be found anywhere by anyone who has my phone number and yet not be able to make a call from my own house because of trees. So one thing I don't understand is how I can walk from the charger to my car and I'm at 90% charge. And then Mm -hmm. I look at my phone and I see I've got 15 robocalls. I guess that'll drain it, won't it? When I get to 70%, all I'm doing is looking for outlets. I've got a six-foot charging cord wrapped around my ankle, ready to go, and I just need the juice, baby. And when it gets to 30%, I'm just going to get a new one. I go to the T-Mobile store, and when they ask what kind of phone I want, I just say fully charged. (laughs) End of joke. Yeah, no, I like that. No, there's something to that, because I think it's also not only, I mean, you kind of described it as like a boomery take, but also Mm -hmm. like, I think that's something we all deal with. I mean, I am 100% addicted to my phone, so... Uh, it is always charged. And if it's not hundred percent, I keep it charged. So I guess that's the difference there is like, yeah. you're, you're struggling to keep it charged. Whereas I'm, it's never getting below a hundred, you know yes. what I mean? Like it's so, um, but no, that's something totally. I think that is, uh, that whole premise is great. Yeah. Do you, do you think I should make it shorter? Should I put more tags? Should there be less tags? I, I, I just don't know what to do with it. I think a little shorter based on if that, if what, if exactly what you read is how you say it on stage, yeah, I would maybe shorten it a little bit. Yeah. It was twice like as that. long. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it would also be different to see it in, in front of a crowd, you know, but, uh, but I like, I think the payoff is funny. Like, yeah. I like that. You know, like what kind of phone do you want fully charged? That's, you know, and, yeah. um, like the idea of, you know, I guess it is, I don't know the rest of your act or how you do, but like the whole like boomer, like, ah, it was phones never charged. Like this is something my dad would do where it's like, uh, yeah. you know, um, can never find his charger, can never find his phone, can never, you know what I mean? I'll just get a new one. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so no, I like, yeah, yeah. No, I think, but I think a little shorter, a little yeah. shorter. Ba- w- if, if you're going basic based on exactly what you read. Yeah. I wonder if I could go from, cause, cause I think the fact that people can find me wherever I'm at and yet I can't make a call when I want to, I think that has legs, but I could jump right to the 30%. So when it gets to 30%, 
I'm going to the T-Mobile store and getting a new phone. Because mm-hmm. the yeah. other two, I, I don't think really. Well, also the robocall thing, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Like that, that really, I mean, I don't know. It might be. Yeah. It's not impossible, but I don't know if that really drains the battery. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. you might even be able to just cut that part yeah. or think of a different, you know, why right. else would the, maybe a, like a, a, a funnier reason of why the, you know what I mean? Why it's the batteries being drained all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I've never heard a phone battery joke. And the reason why this comes up is because my son, who's named Nate, who turns who t- turns thirty this year, um, right. his phone is always like at fifteen percent, <laughs> and it drives me absolutely crazy. And he doesn't care. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe so. If we're the same age, maybe it is a maybe I'm just uh, crazy. Like because yeah. I'm always like my phone is always at uh, a ninety or more for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. You know, and just because I'm paranoid of it dying. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's the battery's fault. I think it's just me being like, nope, just going to not even going to risk it. You know? <laughs> well, I know both both my son and my daughter, their phones are always they're always like, oh, shit, my phone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's well, good. Funny. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. just feel There's like the premise is there. Yeah, I just great. say what? I, I, th- I love that that fully charged that's funny yeah like when you when you want a new one yeah so yeah, I, yeah I just need to get to that and and then if i can find more to add on to it then that's fine yeah cool you definitely got something there okay good so what do you got for me so okay this is i've never even tried this on stage and i i want to like maybe i'll try it this weekend just because it it makes me laugh and i find that if it makes you laugh you should at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad is in this. Um, uh, the older he gets, the more he's interested in like our ancestry and like. So he's been like doing a lot of digging, you know, like with things like Twenty Three and Me and stuff like that, um, making it easier than ever, and uh, you can really find out a lot about your family's past, right? Like where, you know, when did our family get to the United States? You know, because both of his parents are from families who eventually came over here mm-hmm. from uh different countries or whatever so he's gone back and he's like got all these old photos and he's doing all this interesting like research about our family and in my head like this is um so it got me thinking like okay like don't go back too far you know i'm, I'm very white and very german german last name arm brewster you know like <laughs> You know, because in uh, he's he thinks it's interesting, and I think it's interesting, but I'm also like, yeah, I don't want to know too much, because you know, it, the farther you go back, the more likely it's going to be bad. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so this is where this is like the whole. I mean, this is just like a. It's like I said, I've never even tried this yet, so I don't even know if it's funny. But that whole thing where I'm just like, don't go too far back, you know, because we're very German and very white, and then uh, also uh, our last name, so Arm Brewster. Uh, it literally means it's, and I'm reading this off the, you know, I looked it up off of ancestry. It's on ancestry.com as arm Brewster is the occupational name for a soldier armed with a crossbow or a maker of crossbows from an agent uh, derivative of arm brust, which means crossbow, right? Wow. That that's a pretty interesting, like badass last name. And it's wasted on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like my ancestors would, if they met me, they'd be like, you, you're like, what happened to us? You uh-huh. know, like this, you know, first of all, you do comedy. You're very uh, sensitive. You know what I mean? Like you could just roast the hell out of me. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, it's not, it doesn't work with my everything about me, you know? Yeah. Like Ar- Arm Brewster, it's technically a really badass last name, but it's just, I have nothing. There's nothing badass about me at all. Like, so that's the whole that's the whole joke there, right? And then it gets like, um, or the whole idea, you know, then that's basically what I want to try. And then it also comes down to like uh, Arm Brewster because it's like a somewhat unique last name. It's not very common. Uh-huh. Um, but the amount of people that like to bring it up, you know, like after a show, I can't tell you how many times someone's like, oh my God, do you know Cindy? Uh-huh. Are you related to Cindy Arm Brewster in Cincinnati? And I'm like, never, uh, no, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. but, you, you just get all the, I've had so many conversations like that, you know, to, like, yeah. oh, oh, wow, you have a unique last name. You must know the other person, uh, you know, 
And then you find out it's actually not that unique because there's like a lot of other people. Like, uh-huh. it's not as unique as I thought with the amount of people that are like, wow, I've never met another arm Brewster. And then yeah. someone, you know, so the dumb conversations that come along with it make me laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, this is just the whole bit that this is the idea. I wouldn't call that a, a joke finished. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, <laughs> but you've got two, you've got two really good tags there between the uncommon last name and the crossbow. And I don't know if you can go to, you know, the, you know, the, the only thing I ever shot was Jägermeister or something like that. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you, you think about, you know, how rugged a crossbow is and, mm-hmm. and then you, you could go into everything that's not rugged about you, you know, right. You know, like, um, crossbow i don't even cross the street without a stoplight or something i don't know yeah. like like just yeah i know what you're saying no i like that yeah. yeah the crossbow really came out to me and and the um the unique last name does too because i mean curtis isn't that unique but i get the same thing it's always you know joe curtis from minnesota well no <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know where you could go with that, you know, um, maybe just go totally outlandish and like, yeah, yeah. He killed my mom. (laughs) Oh yeah. We don't talk to him anymore. (laughs) Not since he did that thing to that kid. Yeah. Like for something, you know, real dark. Yeah. Just go real dark with it. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, you know, they obviously know them. So if you reveal yeah. a secret about them, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, do you know, do you know Joe Curtis? Oh, that asshole. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did he get no, over yeah, the heroin addiction? <laughs> yeah. Is he still, is he still addicted to Coke? <laughs> uh, um, no, I think there's, uh, something, there's something there. I got to figure yeah. it out. Uh, yeah, this is, currently a joke like it's currently an idea that keeps popping into my head you know what i mean so because like i would i would like to think i think of like i got a note in my phone in my notes app that's like a million pages long of just crazy shit yeah so that i think it's i think it's funny or a potential joke idea you know to someone out of context like if i ever die throw my phone in a river okay because like i gotta uh-huh. You know, I, I gotta be able to explain some of these thoughts that yeah pop into my head. But yeah, but yeah, I, I go through this app all the time and I'm like, you know what? I there's no excuse to not have a new joke this weekend. Let's try something new, you know. Yeah. So I go through the app and this one, I don't even I don't see it written. I haven't written it down anywhere. It's just something that pops into my head sometimes. Uh-huh. I'm like, it keeps nudging me to talk about it. And then yeah. something will happen. Like I'll talk to my dad, he'll be like, Hey, did I ever tell you about your great great grandfather? And then <laughs> Um, and then I, you know, and it is interesting, uh, like some of our family that he's, you know, found, he's learned a lot of cool stuff, Yeah, but, uh, it keeps popping into my head. Like, oh my God, I got to try this joke about just our last name. Yeah. Know? Like, so anyway, yeah. So it's something I feel like if it keeps popping into my head, it's gotta be worth giving her a shot. Yeah, definitely. So crossbow is just funny by itself. So yeah. th- the word is funny. So you, being able to play off that's great and also the name recognition i yeah you've definitely got something there that you you could build on that yeah. for sure you gotta think of like a funny family crest yeah. you know at first for like like we would have to update it you know yeah. i have to find yeah i gotta do some research but i think it'd be funny to like really like go all in on on it and yeah yeah we we replace the uh the crossbow with kombucha yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I like that. Yeah, something real like uh uh what would you say uh uh Gen Z like yeah. or something uh, something real like hmm, I don't even know if that's the right thing to say, but you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Something definitely a weak man would Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Something yeah. like a good example of of my life. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, now I went from hunting yeah. my food to wanting to make sure my digestive system is working right. Yes. Yes, I yeah. Yeah, I we don't make crossbow like if an ancestor of mine, like uh, an actual crossbow maker from you know however many hundreds of years ago, uh, saw me now, uh-huh. I'd be like yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just taking Metamucil now, like yeah. you know, like, I'm much weaker than 
you know, I don't even know how to make. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have any weapons. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Know? So. And luckily we don't need crossbows anymore. Yeah. 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 But still, it's like, it's funny though. I just think about that. Like, you know, when, when they were coming up with last names, like Smith is usually like, I would say that's most of the, one of the most common last names, uh-huh. like blacksmith, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a verb, you yeah. know, back then it was, that was like your occupation. And all of my ancestors probably would be so disappointed to know me, you know, yeah. they, they were likely doing some badass stuff and here I am. But so that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole premise of something. I may I'll try it this weekend and yeah. see what happened. You've definitely got something there. And the funny thing is I'm starting to get, get listeners, uh, writing in, giving me tags. Um, so oh, if I nice. get any, I'll send them over to you. Please do. I'll yeah. tell credit. Yeah. Yeah. This, 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 this little bit of the podcast, I, you know, I've been doing it three years. I just started this like a couple months ago and it's really like the best part of the podcast now. It's a great so. segment. It's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did it cause this dude from Canada said I should. So, you know, yeah, yeah there you go. Great. Comics love talking about Joe and also like, Hey, you help me just say it out loud. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. And there's no, it's low stakes because I'm having a conversation, you know? It, yeah. It's like, if, if you don't laugh, I'm not going to like, uh, hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> the idea, like, it's not like trying a joke on stage where like, if the crowd doesn't like, you know, yeah. like with you, I'm I, the, the only feedback I'm getting is your response, you know? Right. Yeah. If it's not laughter, it's probably, you'll probably at least help me figure something out. Yeah. And now it's, after this conversation, I at least have the confidence to try it this weekend. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I go back and listen to this and I'm like, okay, I said it like this and, and then some of your advice with the tags and stuff. Yeah. So I'll try it this weekend and I'll let you know how it goes. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do. That's, that, that's great. Um, so, um, where can folks find you on the internet? Um, and make sure to mention the podcast again, cause it's good. Okay, so my podcast, which also I'm thinking about changing the name, but uh, I don't know when or how I've, but anyway, it's right at this moment, it's called Weekend Up, Nate, and mm-hmm. I post an episode every week. I'm behind on this week's, but I'm probably going to edit it after we hang up and post yeah. that. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I post every week. Um, uh, my album, Sorry to Bar- Bother You, is on all of the streaming apps. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to it, whatever, download it, uh, which... The video version, I guess the the special will be out on YouTube at some point Excellent. in the next few weeks. So you'll be able to watch it if that's more your thing. Uh, and all that info, uh, I like live on Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. Same. So um, yeah. that's like my main social media, but I'm on all the apps. Everything is just at Nate Comedy. And yeah, easy to find. I'm on the road a lot. I do a lot of show, live shows too. So yeah, uh, if I'm ever in a town near whoever... Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, and, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because I listen to a lot of albums and I do not invite the person to be on my podcast. Uh, um, <laughs> your, yours was really, really good. I, I mean, yeah, I, uh, you know, even, even three times in paper or plastic got me every time. Oh, good. No, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And folks, you got to listen to it. It's, it's towards the end of the album. Um, even if you just listen to that track, put it on repeat on YouTube and, and, and see if we can get the numbers up there. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah. And I, I think I might start petitioning Sirius XM and see, see what happens. Please do. Yeah. No, let's create get some, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's get, get some, some heat going. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for asking me. This was fun.